Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo and joining us uh, to kick things off today is Chris Greenacre. He is uh, the coach of the Wellington Phoenix Reserve team and uh, part-time goalkeeping coach as well. Greeny, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, mate. Uh, uh, how's the season been for you? Because uh, it's a long season, right? You play the Central League with the Rizzies, then you step up into the National League and you play those games as well. How, how do you think that's working for you? Yeah, it's been it's been a really strong season for us. Uh, we finished third in the Central League um, and we get quite a, a good, solid performance, I think, throughout. Um, and then we that geared us up then, obviously, for the National League. So, um, the Nationals League was, you know, a bit of a setup for a step up. Sorry for 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 our players who haven't played at that level again, and it's just part of their development of, of playing at the highest level possible. So, um, and I think I think throughout the season, I think we've we've grown um, as a group of players. Um, I think the the players have learned hell of a lot, and um, and obviously a bit part. Some of them have been been joining in with some of the first team sessions as well. So um, that process has been 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 really successful for us. I think so. Um, still loads and loads to learn on moving forward and you know we've highlighted areas that where we want to improve going forward but the main thing is that we we, we sort of stay focused on on what we're trying to control and what we're trying to develop here and and that's you know future phoenix plays and, and future um you know all white yeah well that's that i mean that's what it's all about and it feels to me from a results point of view at least that this has possibly been the most successful season that the phoenix reserves have had yeah, um, apparently so. I'm not really too sure uh, about that. Again, we've been so focused on what we've been doing, and uh, it's so cliche you guys you hate, but we've we've basically taken one week week at a time. So, um, again, um, you know, working hard, similar to how the first team work in terms of our preparation. Uh, you know how we're looking at opposition, where we can try and exploit the opposition. You know where where they might be able to hurt us, and, and trying to give the players. Um, you know solutions on how to, to to win a game of football or breaking our position down, and um, you know they've, they've the players have certainly bought into that, which is which is crucial for us. So um, you know we've we've demanded a lot from them, and um, you know they've they've sort of grown with those demands. I, I feel, and um, I think there's plenty more to come from them. So again, we're not I'm not overly concerned about results. It's always great to see a plan come together and you, you pick up three points and as a coach you get a lot of satisfaction from that. Um, but on the same token, when, when things don't go quite as well, it's important that we find um, find those ways to, to show the guys where they probably didn't quite do what they were supposed to do or where they can learn. And then it's about us improving that for the future. And um, you know we do that with video feedback and um, our reviews each week after each opposition. Um, you know we, we try and show that players where we could improve either individually or collectively and um, and then go from there and that's sort of how the process has, has gone on for the whole season. In terms of the, uh, I guess, the, the focus for you, what is more important, getting the result or getting the stuff that you've worked on on the training pitch during the week executed on the field regardless of the result? 
exactly that. The, the, the second point um, for us, it's, it's great to see where you've you've sort of worked out how to play against an opposition and um, and, and watching the players execute that. And you you'd like to think I've sort of been in the game long enough to think that if we we can get those sort of fundamentals right, um, you know, we we will we'll most likely or you can never say possibly, but we'll most likely get the outcome that we want. But it's more about the, the process there. But also, I think what does also get forgotten is that there is a to, to professional sport. There's the winning that you you need to learn how to win. And again, yeah, you know, it, it's about us producing players, but you know, players need to learn how to win. And there's a way of doing that within games. We're watching the World Cup now. You know, you need to learn how to win games. You need to manipulate the opposition. You need to sort of, a, I suppose, a dark art. There's an element there that's part and parcel of, of football, and it's. And um, we, I don't feel we've been that great at that at, at times. But again, that's just one of the small elements in the wheel that we're trying to improve the players on. That will hopefully stand them in good stead if they they do step up to the first team. Well, I guess you know when you talk dark arts, uh, no better player to have uh, come into the side, even if it is just for half an hour, than Alex Roofer. Yeah, I mean we we talk about that, but again, it's um, you know Alex was obviously has grown up here and stuff, and obviously you know he's is um, well established in our first team environment. So to have Alex, you know, Jan Sass uh, around the group, uh, Sam Sutton at the weekend as well, to have those guys around the group, um, it's fantastic for our players. And, and full credit to those players stepping down. They they grasp the game um, as they would the first team game. So that's really important that, that, that when the first team players do step down, there isn't a massive difference between the environment that they're in and uh, with the first team and then stepping into our environment and their attitudes um, towards my players on how we did do things in the, the reserve team was, was absolutely first class and you know full credit to those guys but that shows you the nature of the players that we've got at this football club the senior players we've got we've got good people good professionals and, and ones that are real role models to, to all the kids out there and you know you identified Alex Rufer there um, you know his performance at the weekend shows you the difference between the gulf between my reserve players and, and and the national league and where it's at. And it's only till you see the players up close and personal that you do realise that the gulf between sort of both environments. And and it's a great learning tool for our players to see where they have to go to get to that top level. So um, you know, again, it was incredible to have those guys involved and a, a real serious part of their. Um, Alex's process of, um, of getting back from his injury, and um, you know he needs the game time, and um, and obviously um, that's a good step for him, and then um, hopefully um, he can he can be appearing in the first team in not too distant future. Yeah, well, I mean, get that half hour on his legs, and maybe uh, a little bit with you guys in this um, mid, you know, sort of uh, break uh, when the Rizzies play the first team next week as well. Uh, we can see him in the mix for the first team because I think he's definitely been missed that six that just sits in front of the defence and and does the dirty work. Um, Chris, we should talk too about uh, your your new qualification. You're a pro license holder now. I mean, that is the ultimate qualification for any football coach. Uh, it means you can you can coach A League clubs, for example. Uh, is that something? you want to do do you want to be a head coach um again i've said to people this this has come up quite a few times and and i'm not i'm not a coach that's in in a great rush to get to that sort of level if it appears and there's an opportunity and i look at it and it's something that you know that appeals to me um then great if it doesn't it also doesn't so um you know there you know it's a quite a cruel industry um the professional sport route and um you know, 
often the players and people that they go like, you know, I want that job and I want to be here and I don't really care who I step over and all that kind of stuff. And that's just not me as a person. Um, I'm very ambitious um, and I'm seeing more than that, obviously, with the group of players that I've got that I want to, want to want them to be successful. So the ambition's definitely there. But in terms of that, um, you know, I, I'm in no rush to, to get where I need to go. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed the pro-license process. It's been a, quite a long process, a bit longer-winded than I wanted. Um, but the the role that I've got now um, is tied in quite nicely. So one or two of the things that I learned about myself, um, you know, because it goes into some real deep thinking and, um, you know, why you do things that you do. Um, and so there's a lot of deep, deep um, mental things in there. And this, this opportunity with this return reserve teams allowed me to put some of those um, things I've learned about myself into into a process and, and actually deal with it on a daily basis. So the, the two have tied together very, very um, timely, I suppose. And, um, and it's been great to put some of that stuff into into proper practice with with you know with with proper athletes um, so again a long process but delighted to to get that over the line um, the support that I've had from the club the first team coaching staff the academy coaching staff um, has been has been fantastic so I want to thank those as well there's a number, num, a number of other people that who've, who've been part of the process and stuff and they know who they are and I want to thank those guys as well so I'm delighted to have it and it's now time to get to some work and, and put these things into practice yeah, well, um, how much did it teach you about goalkeeping coaching? Because you've, 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 yeah. uh, you know, it's been a bit of a, a running gag, but you've had to step into those shoes um, with Gordy yeah. going back to the UK. How have you found that? That was great. It, it was great to be out there, and um, and I'm, I'm, I sort of said to people that I'm claiming claiming Ollie Sales' assist as well because um, you know the long punt out of his, his feet that, that created the the assist for for the goal. Um, against MacArthur uh, was part of my, my doing so I'm, I'm taking that one but no, it wasn't really it was really really enjoyable and um, again it's again you're working with really top top people and again top staff and, and, and top players and um, and it was great just to be out there with, with Ollie and, um, and AP as well so um, but no, um, great to still be part of it but I probably ticked off every job at the club now I think so um, that's great <laughs> <laughs> Exactly mate it feels like yeah feels like you have for sure mate uh, what is the uh, off season, I guess, for the Rizzi's off season at least, look like for you. Uh, are you going to be in and around the first team helping out still, or do you get a bit of time off now? I'll have a little break, but then I'll look to sort of get back in. But um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a really long season. Um, you know, my players have been been going all the way through. I think we've been going for like forty five weeks now, so it's been been a long season. Um, and and the players, you know, need need a break physically and mentally. Um, obviously, people forget that. I think there was 12 of my squad went to Tahiti as well for the World Cup qualifiers. So those guys literally we played our game, I think, on the Saturday. And then on the Monday, they were in camp. And the other players that remained here, um, we gave them literally three days off. So back to back in all that time, the boys have had sort of three days off. So um, it's been, been, you know, for one or two of them who've sort of just got in the team, they'll be wishing the season hadn't ended. And then one or two but maybe need a bit more game time, maybe need some time time away mentally just to, to refresh and, and then we'll come back um ready and refreshed for pre season and um and then we'll start to prepare for the for, for the central league, which is, is is something that we're really excited for. So um that's kind of the process in the next couple of months for for the players. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, mate. Hey, listen, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, the World Cup and about England as well and the way Gareth Southgate coaches that team. Um 
And I think it was summed up in two tweets that I saw back-to-back on my Twitter feed. One from Miles Davis, who you'll know well after the Wales game. Uh, More pedestrian bollocks from Southgate's England. Go away, Gareth. And uh, directly underneath that, uh, Adam Summerton, who's a BT Sport commentator up in the UK that I know, who tweeted, Well done, Gareth Southgate. Managed his squad superbly there and topped the group. It's almost like he knows what he's doing. Um, you, you couldn't get two more opposite takes. Uh, where do you sit on 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 where England are at the moment in the World Cup? Um, again, it's ultimately the, the topic, which is which is would have been the the main outcome. Um, and again, when you're sort of on this side of the fence, there's a multitude of reasons why you know Gareth Southgate's done what he's done. Um, the bit I'm sort of unsure about is the sort of. Um, Couple of players who haven't been that great in their, their Premier League season, but have come into reckoning into the World Cup squad. So I think that that's that's a question that I would have because um, for me, you know, Phil Foden's been been exceptional for Man City, and then has has, has not been involved obviously in the first couple of games, and then he came in um, he came in in the last game. So that that would be another question. But again, when you're on this side of the fence, you know, there's a multitude of things that are going on. There's injury. There's all sorts of going on that we're not privy to and I'm sure it privately Gareth Southgate can, can back up his decisions that he's made but again they've, they've silenced the critics as you say come top of the group and um, and then they look forward to the last 16 so um, end of the day when you look back on the results of the World Cup and you know it won't it won't say anything about um, England and who played them who did what it'll be about results and at the moment they're in the last 16 and they've topped the group so the, the history makers um don't really have a comeback on that. So, but I understand everyone's frustration and, and everybody's got an opinion, and that's the beauty of football. Everyone's got an opinion. So, again, um, I'm, I'm sure they'll go far um, as um, as I think they've got the quality to do that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Actually, I mean, this has been a World Cup of upsets, of course, but if everything goes according to plan, it'll be a quarter final between France, the defending champions, and England. Um, if you if you had to sort of um, have a bob each way on that, which way would you be leaning? Uh, I, I think I think just after the result, I think I believe um, France have just um, have just lost. I think Tunisia before, so I mean they'll certainly. I think they had a goal disallowed late on and stuff. But um, I think people have said it's been a, a World Cup of upsets, and I think I think what you've also got to remember, teams are a lot more um, well prepped now. Um, you know the the availability of, of being able to watch teams and the coaching. The coaches are better now. Coaches are better organised. You've got players who are playing in the, I suppose, um, lesser lesser teams or lower-ranked teams, they've still got players that are playing in the top level. So the game's changed completely now. So, you know, back in sort of the 80s where you get these results of, you know, I mean, there was the 1-7-0, but there was more games um, that were, you know, were big scorelines. Those days are over now. And that's why you're now seeing a change where um, the sort of minnows are now able to, they're more organised. They've got players who are fit, so they've got more quality, and they're all playing in top levels all around the world now. So the standard has actually got even harder for the better teams, um, but which will only improve the World Cup and, and the spectacle, I suppose, for, for those, those mere mortals who are fans. Yeah, indeed it will. Greeny, thanks very much for your time today, mate. Uh, enjoy a little bit of off-season. Hopefully you can uh, have some early nights and uh, some late mornings so you can catch some more World Cup action, mate, and uh, uh, enjoy it, and we'll catch up with you again soon, eh? Thank you, Ricardo. Appreciate it. Cheers.